time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to have you here. Today on the show, Norm Blumenthal. We're going to be talking about AI and jobs and how it will affect you. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm is a regular here, straight shooter, Norm Blumenthal. Welcome back. Thanks, Bird. Nice to be back. Uh, interesting facts in the next 10 years. Um, the two-thirds of the jobs that exist today won't exist, and those jobs will be replaced. Two-thirds of the jobs that don't exist today that will exist in the future are the jobs that people are going to have to train for. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I think if, you know all of us are a little bit older. Recognize, uh, remember when we had pagers and we had answering machines and we had uh, fax machines that everybody used um, and we had house phones uh, plugged into the wall and all those are gone. They're obsolete. They're finished. And all the uh, people that worked on those pro- uh, projects are working different jobs now. It's not that there won't be jobs but there'll be different jobs. And so it's pretty exciting uh, what AI can do um, and how it will affect businesses that uh, deal in paperwork, uh, like law, um, finance. Uh, There'll be tremendous change coming up over the next 10 years. Absolutely. You know, interestingly enough, uh, since you mentioned law, obviously you're an attorney. uh, One of the things that a lot of, uh, when you mentioned paperwork and, and law, what came to mind is the amount of repetitive paperwork that's done. And let's say a bankruptcy, in a typical bankruptcy scenario where, uh, you know, you, you, uh, let's say a mom and pop kettle, and they may have 20, 30, 40 uh, creditors. Um, and, you know, that all those creditors have to be listed on the paperwork. Um, and And so I think I can see AI handling things like that. Um, you know, McDonald's just opened up the first McDonald's with no employees whatsoever. It's a hundred percent run by robots and AI. Uh, and I, and I'm glad that you brought up this history of evolution, if you will, of technology, because not only do I remember the phones connected to the wall, but I also remember, uh, things like, uh, well, lawyers and doctors and professionals having answering services. And, you know, a lot, you know, there's, for the most part, answering services don't exist. They exist. And if you look back, you can see pictures of when the telephone was first brought into vogue in the, in the 20s, the 1920s, that is. They used to have to call up and they plug you in with a, a plug. Literally, there'd be operators standing by to hook one one up to the other. That was replaced by a switching, and uh, obviously it's been replaced now completely. Uh, used to be long distance calls were a, a lot of money. Uh, now they're free, um, and 
no time of it. Everything has changed and is changing, and the world's evolving. That's the the good part, but there's there's there is some cracks in this, and one of them is that we need to talk about is the federal minimum wage. This is at still at seven dollars and twenty cents an hour, which is around numbers three hundred dollars a week or fifteen thousand dollars a year, which is well below the poverty level. And the federal government hasn't changed this, and there's a lot of states still that use the federal government minimum wage as their minimum wage. So people just can't make a living on these kind of wages, and they're not going to be suited for any job. I mean, people won't take a dishwashing job for for that kind of money. It's just it's a problem that's obsolete that needs to change. And so with the times changing, uh, the federal government uh, has to end states that still have these low minimum wages. I mean, California minimum wages are well over $15 now and going higher. And uh, people have to, you know, step up and uh, make sure their governments are uh, giving them the, the wage they're entitled to for their jobs. Well, yeah. And, and I think, look, I, I think that you have to be, I don't know, a little bit uh, selfish. Maybe you're in denial. Maybe maybe uh, you're being a, a jerk. I don't know. But for somebody to look at another human being and say, "Hey, I'm going to pay you, you know, seven or ten or twelve dollars an hour," it seems to me criminal. And and look, you 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 and I, we're capitalists. We're entrepreneurs. We're we are business owners. We want as we want to save as much money as we can. We want to make as much money as we can. But I certainly don't want to do it at the expense of somebody else's well-being. It, it just it just boggles my mind that so many people out there are okay with looking at another human being, an adult who's got adult responsibilities, and saying, "Hey, we're going to pay you ten, twelve bucks an hour." Yeah, you know, the, the, and the problem is, is that when it comes, that's where government comes in to provide protection, and that's where attorneys come in to to enforce that protection. But when the government doesn't have laws in place that that support that protection, uh, have that protection, then you just can't get attorneys involved because the the courts follow the law, and so this yeah. we have this gap in, in a lot of states and. Business, you know, it's a profit system, and and they do. The, the good news is the markets are, are bigger than government in a lot of states, one being California, but across the country, and the market people are just not working for these low wages. They, you know, they want twenty five dollars an hour to start, and which I think is a fair minimum wage, and they're entitled to it. I mean, this is you know. A rising tide, as we've talked about, floats all ships, and putting money in the hands of people that that spend it all is where it wants to be. The consumers, 70% of our uh, economy, our our gross domestic product, and so we want to put that money in the hands of people that are going to spend it because we know that when they have that money, they'll spend it, and the the economy will float. And and the tide will come in for everybody to participate. When you start cutting people off, this is when when it doesn't work. And 
that's that's why we have a problem now, kind of reaching the point where um, wages are have caught up with the, the demand, and uh, they're flattening out. So we hopefully right. we'll, we'll see an increase. But you know what AI is going to do is is you're going to have higher, especially in law firms, for example, you'll have less people doing the same work or more work with the same people. And, and that's where it is. You know, the volume increases. The, uh, the ability to handle uh, cases and matters increase because you're able to have greater productivity. I mean, the productivity of a person in an office today compared to what it was 20 years ago is substantially greater the product that you can get out just because of the machinery that, that's been developed. So there's new jobs that are going to come up, but these jobs all require some form of education and some form of training. And uh, if, if McDonald's is going to be robotic, which you know, a lot of these places will be, there's going right. to be somebody that has to develop the robots and keep them oiled and, and working uh, right. I can, you know, there's no reason not to believe that, that this is, is going to happen. I, I mean, it's, it's, you, people don't use cash anymore. It's, you know, it's a cashless society. Um, and so it's just everything, all the credit cards go through, all the money goes through that way. And people need to, you know, there's more accountants to do it or there's AI. Uh, but there's always going to be somebody to do something. There's an, enough that needs to be produced. Somebody's going to have to, to build that robot to, to be in McDonald's and, and uh, program it. So those are the kind of jobs that people are going to be taking in the future. Uh, they'll still be service jobs. I mean, some, it's, to some extent, somebody's got to ultimately serve your food and take care of you. Uh, but you're, you're right. It's, there's going to be less of these these jobs and more skilled jobs in the future. Right, right, and you know what? And, and I think you alluded to this, or you you might have mentioned this. You know, um, I remember back in the day when a lot of the uh, auto manufacturing plants uh, there in Detroit started using robots for those again for those repetitive tasks and. And a lot of people were displaced. And the people who got off their butts, right, and, and stopped complaining, and, and 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 you know there was there was a lot of people that that thought it was completely unfair. They had worked you know whatever ten, fifteen years for some of these manufacturers, and now they're being laid off. And of course, a lot of them were given uh, some very good. Uh, severance pay as well as a uh, uh, training program so they could go do something else. And, and I think what I'm trying to say here is we, as a people, cannot focus on what's fair or living in the past. AI is coming. Massive change is coming. You either embrace it or you suffer for not embracing it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting uh, ads from people that have AI to draft uh, legal documents now. You know, you, you give them the information. There's there's AI can, can write your – if you're in college, it can write a paper for you now that's an original one. And everybody that asks for one will get some form of an original one from AI, some different way of approaching it. 
so that um, it's going to be difficult without, you know, oral tests in person um, or, you know, basically tested in, in the room, you know, multiple choice. But take-home papers, I think, are going to be a thing of the past in college. Right. There's just no way to, to stop AI from you know, interfering with the learning process, and that's a danger there. Is you want to make sure that the the people have the knowledge, and not that they're using AI knowledge to to get to a level of expertise, but that they have their own personal knowledge to be in that level of expertise, to be it a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, because that's what you rely on. So it's there's going to be a change, but there's going to be I think a lot of monitoring to make sure that the uh, personnel is fit for the job and has the training. And so there's going to be people that are still going to have to train people to do these uh, uh, jobs, even though they they may be somewhat repetitive. But, you know, we had seven or eight, what, eight billion people on this planet now. So there's got to be things for everybody to do. I'm just not quite sure what it be, but there's, you know, entertainment will always be out there. Hospitality will be out there. Uh, travel will be out there. You know, there's things that the uh, human experience um, still will have that people can work at, um, but there'll be less human beings doing the the, uh, the servicing. Right, right. And again, when when these changes happen, like you've already mentioned, new jobs occur. Uh, and, and, and again, the, the individuals who embrace the change and say, okay, I'm going to be part of these new jobs, they're the ones that are going to do really well. I remember back in the day when website designers were making, you know, $100,000 to $120,000 a year because th- those are the individuals who, who jumped on that first. And as that industry matured, it went from 120 grand to 100 to 80 to 60 to 50, and and, and so that's what happens. You know, as the market matures, uh, the value um, and more people enter the workplace. Of course, the value drops. So now is the time to start looking at this and seeing, okay, where can I go? And the great thing about it is, AI is so new, and all this robotic stuff is so new that. A lot of companies are going to hire people and then train them because they don't know any more than we do. You know, at the beginning of the process, the AI is so transformative of how we operate because the AI is able to think like a person right. and act like a person. And uh, we've never had this before. It can, it can do repetitive tasks. But an AI can not only do repetitive tasks, it is, to a large extent, these robots are thinking um, machines, but they think they have enough computer power that they can uh, think like a person because they have behind them the entire human experience is built into their system. And so that's what you're dealing with when you deal with AI and so you're going to be there's going to be a competition between people developing AI. Like for example, Google has acres and acres of computer power beyond anybody's description. And some AI uh, sources are you know a couple computer chips uh, in an area which 
doesn't have that kind of computer power that will not be able to do and think and do everything that you you would like it to do, just like, you know, you buy a car. Some of them, you know, are, are faster and quicker, and, and you're going to have uh, a lot of choices in AI. It's going to be a very competitive industry across the board. So we ought right. to get ready uh, for that to come. I mean, we're, you can just think back, you know, when you see the pictures of the turn of the 1900s from the 1800s, everybody was driving, uh, was riding in a horse and buggy. You know, it's, this is the means of transportation. Literally overnight, by the 20s, everybody was in a, uh, uh, a gasoline combustion uh, vehicle. Now, by the end of, of the 2020s, there will be a phase out of combustion engine cars and trucks and all vehicles, and eventually a phase out of the driver himself. You will not have a, a, a steering wheel. You'll just get it and you won't, probably won't have your own car. You'll just call a car up and it'll come. No one will be in it. You'll get in it. You'll take it to what you want to do. And then they they go to the next next person once you're you're done with that car. And so it's it's a whole different world of what we're going to need and you know where we're going to house everybody and how they're going to live and how cities will develop. And this is what we're, you know, with, with all our, social problems we won't deal with today, but this is going to be there to protect us. And they're talking about AI in schools, literally monitoring every, every door, every hallway, every person and picking up any, um, uh, you know, potential harm to the, to the children that picks up right away. Somebody that's not supposed to be there, someone carrying a weapon, so it's uh, an opening and closing doors. I mean, there's, you know, you can harden all these uh, soft buildings now, and and, and that's going to be something that you'll see that AI will do. So this, is, this is the kind of kind of things that it's going to do. Just, you know, your imagination can just take you wherever you want to go because it's going to be accomplished with AI. Right, and and it's going to. Again, it's going to affect every industry. Uh, I look forward to what what it's going to do in the in the area of medicine. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, very powerful. And, and the flip side of this, by the way, is is um, in some cases the government will have to step in. New regulations will have to be created, uh, which means that new laws will also be created because of this. And 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 new standards. Uh, I was watching an interview with the CEO of Google. Google, I can't remember his name now, but uh, he, you know, he was talking about the fact that because, just like with all new technologies, there's going to be scammers, and, and therefore people are going to have to be aware. There's, you know, there's these things out there called deep fakes, where it looks like uh, they can get anybody, uh, a president. Uh, to say whatever they wanted to say, and, and so these deep fakes are going to cause issues. And 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 so here's the CEO of Google who is saying we're going to have to have regulation. There's going to have this is going to create uh, some situations, just like with with the auto dialers that are out there. After a while, these auto dialers became so pervasive and, and that regulation had to come in um, 
to uh, curtail some of their activity. And and so I think again, this is uh, this is also going to up uh, what do you call it? Open up uh, uh, new departments uh, because. AI or not, we still need humans to regulate the AI. Yeah, there's there's certainly going to be a police force of, of some sort and a, a patrol force uh, to be able to regulate it, and they're going to have to put it into place. They have literally uh, one person, you know, can monitor theoretically an entire city. He could be, if we're set up with AI, you know, for anybody, you know, carrying a weapon, um, uh, anybody, you know, signs of danger, signs of, of trouble. Um, and, you know, the, the issue is going to be is, is you know, we have free speech now, and there's going to have to be some type of regulation on speech when you can't just lie, like this right. uh, Fox News uh, uh, defamation case. You know, the old, what you learned in law school was, well, you got free speech, but you can't scream fire in a crowded theater. And it's you know the first rule you'll learn because there has to be some limits in a society as to what you can say. And uh, when Fox News comes out and just blatantly, knowingly lies ab- about um, these uh, Dominion uh, voting machines that they weren't reliable and fraudulent and just totally off, you know off the trees information and knowing it not to be true it yet nevertheless puts it on the air that's going to be a problem and when you have ai they can create their own news and and then the news reporter they give it to the news reporter and the news reporter has a protection from the first amendment because he can put it on the air and so all of a sudden you, everything becomes unreliable and, you know, the more you see about Trump talking about the 2020 election, the more crazy he sounds. And uh, and the more information, if here's the president spouting, you know, information that's not true, and yet he gets airtime for it. Well, maybe he does, he's not entitled to airtime for, for, for talk, saying things that maybe – uh, with AI, they, they, there's going to be some type of, of, of censorship as to what can go on the air. Absolutely. And, and there should be, especially from a former president. I, I mean, it's one thing for Fox News or a media outlet that, that derives its its money from ad revenues and so you know, sometimes you can look at these news sites and they become more entertainment and stuff like that. But for a former president who carries tons of authority and is respected by literally millions of people, in some cases hundreds of millions of people, for them to come out and say something knowingly false and misleading just to uh, scare people it, it is terribly wrong. It's going to be a balancing test, like with anything, you know, just like with the minimum wage. There's a balancing test. There's going to be a balancing test on free speech. I mean, at some point in time, you, you have to have some reliability of what you see in here. Right now, you can't believe anything you see in, in here on on the, the TV or or your monitors. Uh, and, you know, it needs to be cross-checked because it's just, if you're a reporter, 
you almost have free reign as long as you know someone t- uh, tells you this. You know, if if someone can swear to it, you can lie to it. That's that's, right. that's as the old saying goes. So if there's no way to test the reliability, and maybe at the end AI will have a uh, a check. You know, there'll be AI uh, uh, analysis. So if anything you see on your monitor, you can immediately go to your uh, AI uh, truth or fiction uh, uh, request, and it can tell you this is false or this this is true. And so if if you have a good monitor source, um, you can have your own monitor on, on what to, what do you you know what you can rely on and what you can't, and then there'll be stations that will uh, or people that will become reliable that people will gravitate to, who will make the advertising dollars, and then right. the ones that don't, you know. They, so there's everything you could think of that exists today will exist, you know. Fruits and vegetables. What you know? What's safe and what isn't? And where you know the, the farming? Where does it come from? What kind of you know sources do you have? It's going to be literally in every every row of food and clothing. You'll have a a, a resource where you can check and see the uh, safety and reliability of of the food that you're you're eating or the uh, product that you're buying. So there's going to be plenty of new jobs um a lot of the old ones are going to go away and so you know we're in the transition period and hopefully the colleges will pick up on all of this to train the next generation um uh, because they're the ones that are going to have to handle all of it absolutely and again the depending on the individual's mindset this is not a bad thing. This is new opportunities uh, for everyone. I, I think that uh, all of this innovation will make life easier and, and help us, as you mentioned, with repetitive tasks. So you can concentrate on more important things. And and again, as you mentioned, we're going to need people to uh to to keep the the robots going, we're going to need people to to oversee the AI. We're going to need people in all these different industries or sectors that are going to open up. So, yes, some jobs will disappear as other jobs are created. So it's still a win-win, and I think that these new jobs will even pay more money. Oh, yeah, you just think of all your free time people have in the entertainment they're going to want. They'll want to play sports and golf and tennis and, and activities that uh, normally, you know, they wouldn't have time for, be with their family, uh, go to concerts. Um, there's all kinds of, of things in the entertainment and hospitality world, travel world, that people are going to want to see and do, you know, travel to the moon and you know, around the earth and, you know, Things that will, well, that you can't even think about happening today, will happen, and people there'll be a demand for these these kind of, um, of this kind of entertainment. So people will be set up for it. You know where to spend their money, and most people will, in making their money, they'll you know they'll work out of their house. I mean, I know in the law practice now, you know, virtually all of uh, of the law employees 
are working at home. Right. You know, you come in once in a while for a meeting, but there's no reason you can't do everything you want. You don't need a library anymore. It used to be the biggest, the best law firms had the books, and they're all now it's it's all on computer, and you can you can literally be just as good an attorney with your computer anywhere in the world as as the biggest law firm in the world. So it's it's an amazing world, you know, with all of these things that are out there to, to work with. So we'll we'll see what what happens, but at the end of the day, people are going to have to make more money. Rents are going up. Food is going up. Prices are going up. We have inflation, but um, salaries and benefits for uh, at the lower end of the spectrum have not caught up. And uh, government tries to come in and, and regulate it. Uh, it can't. It just it needs to regulate the amount that people can make. If they make more, they can spend more, and they 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 can live in the system. But to keep keep salaries down and wages down is a huge mistake. Absolutely. Uh, it, you know, the the simplest way to look at it is, um, I think uh, Walmart, th- this is an ongoing thing with Walmart. They pay their employees as little as possible, and some of their full-time employees still qualify for government assistance. It's a multi, you know, Walmart's a multi-billion-dollar corporation. The owners are some of the wealthiest people. They're typically in the Forbes 400 uh, of the wealthiest people in America. There's not a problem with, you know, I, I, nothing wrong with somebody wanting to be wealthy or being wealthy, but it shouldn't be at the expense of somebody else's ability to live. And so, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say the living wage is, is what we need. You know, across the board, $25 an hour, if everybody was getting that kind of money. And then companies will adjust. They'll increase the price of their product. But start with a living wage for, for everybody, and then they can afford the rent, and they can afford the food, and they can afford the housing, and the people can build more housing. And right now in California, we have a terrible problem with homeless people. And... Um, we just government should be stepping in and providing government housing um, for them, but they haven't. All right. So here we are with all these people living on the street when housing is something that a government is there for, you know, police, fire, housing. Um, this is, is what it should be doing. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's not magic to build an apartment building. I mean, it's really and there's plenty of jobs when you when you build that. You don't have to put it all in one place. You can spread it around. But giving people a place to go off the street, that's what the courts order. Um, and absent having that, you can't remove them from the, from the street. So it's a vicious cycle. And then government won't spend the money to provide housing. And, they, and you know, there's just not enough. Uh, individuals and, and charitable organizations that can do it, plus going through the red tape of government to getting it done. Government can handle this overnight. I mean, we have uh, empty office buildings uh, all around now that you could retrofit for housing for for people that are, are don't have houses. It's right, kind of crazy it, it, that we have people li- living on the street 
uh, in America today in 2023. Is that nuts? It, it is no nuts. Sense at all. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, places like California, I've seen this in New York. Uh, uh, we have it to a smaller extent here in the Phoenix market where uh, the government has allowed these tent cities, these homeless cities to be, to be created. And, you know, there's, there's human waste all over the place. There's, it's just a a terrible place uh, to live. And it just, it just, it just boggles the mind. And the only reason, or at least this is my opinion, one of the reasons that we're not doing more about it is because homeless people typically don't vote. They're not a political party to be dealt with. Yeah, the, it's, 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 it's a tragedy that you have this in the United States of people living in, in the street. Um, it shouldn't happen. Uh, housing can be built literally overnight um, and in places and the government should be stepping in. So what, you know, what it, Put a put a uh, assessment on everybody that's already in housing of a few dollars each. There'll be more than enough money to house the uh, the, the homeless people and provide them with with the you know shelter. And uh, the, then the law can step in because if you can provide them with a place to stay, they can't be on the street. And so that's that's the, that's the and you know this is something AI can handle you know. Tell us how we can house these people. What's the best way to to fund it? What's the pet, best way to build it? And how can government step in? I mean, government should be using AI. I mean, you answer these hard questions that, that seem to be hard. Make it a lot easier when you have the intelligence, uh, of, you know, the whole of all American history and intelligence at your disposal and fingertips. That's the amazing thing about AI. It, it all has this, this power of looking back so you can be successful moving forward. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. Thank you so much for stopping by. Looking forward to have you back again soon, my friend. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, an attorney for workers and consumers alike. Please share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help everybody get prepared for AI and get ready for new, new jobs. Remember, you. It's time for Money for Lunch, where we... Wrong, wrong way. Let's try that again. Remember, you <laughs> were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>